Hello and welcome to the very first podcast of Generation Mix, a brand new music podcast all about the kind of compilations you used to make on mixtapes when you were younger. About four years ago, I started making compilation CDs for my son of my favourite artists um, and kind of encompassing their, as much as possible, their entire back catalogue of work, avoiding the obvious greatest hits because you can just pick those up from record shops or indeed charity shops. And this podcast is exploring those CDs with my son. So my name's Neil. Hello, my name is Joel. So Joel is now 12. He'll be 13 in a few months' time. Um, And what we're going to do is we're going to run through a CD per podcast, have a chat about some, probably not all of the songs that are on there, um, and Joel's going to say what he thinks about them. Uh, I might say a little bit about why they were on there, why I picked them, Um, and hopefully you'll enjoy listening to this as an idea of how you introduce your family members to wider range of music. There was also going to be a regular feature at the end of the podcast, which is entitled Joel's Revenge. So on each of these podcasts, Joel is going to pick a fairly modern song of his choosing and make me listen to it and give my thoughts about it. So we're going to kick off with the very first volume in what became a series known as Daddy's Introduction to whoever it was for Joel. Um, Dad's. And now that he's 12, it's Dad's introduction, I suppose. But, yes. Um, they didn't change the names of... Now that's what I call music, though, did they? So, And we started with my all-time favourite band, and that is The Beatles. So to kick it off, take it away, Paul. One, two, three, five! So obviously that was I Saw Us Standing There, the very first track off the very first Beatles album. Um, What a perfect way to start, Joel. And I saw her standing there. Um, It's a okay song. Okay. It's not one of the best Beatles songs. Okay, fine. It's good though. Yeah. But it's nowhere near as good as Blackbird, which is my favourite Beatles song. Yeah, well, we... And you forgot to put on both of the Beatles CDs. Well, that's just giving away the fact that there were going to be two Beatles CDs, didn't it? Well, they were going to find out anyway, eventually. If they carried on listening. Yeah, I did not put Blackbird on either. Accidentally. Um, Because it's one of your favourites. So, it is the first Beatles track that most people would have encountered because it kicks off the very first album. So, let's leap forward to uh, 1969 for um, a representation of some of the genius that was George Harrison. Something in the way she moves Attracts me like So that was, of course, something from the album Abbey Road, which, by the way, is my favourite album of all time. Yeah, um... 
I like that one, but same as the previous one. It's not the best. This this song is in my top 15 songs of all time. Um, I love the song Something. I, th- I think it's masterful. Um, the next song on the CD, we're not going to go through all of these because there are 28 of them and that would make for a very long podcast, is a track called The Night Before from Help. Um, I like this one. The Night Before. Yeah. Um, it was, it's decent. It's decent. <laughs> yeah, Damning but faint praise. I'm not obsessed with the Beatles, though, am I? Yet. Um, I'm not going to be, Dad. So, yeah, that's a, that's a predominantly Paul McCartney track. Um, the next one introduces you to the first time to John Lennon. My favourite Beatles song until I watched Boss Baby heard Blackbird and found out it was a Beatles song which I instantly fell in love with because it's a good song but you still really like Lucy in the Sky yeah it's not quite top 50 top 75 worth possibly top 100 though oh just about he has a top 100 um, I do the next one I put on there was from Rubber Soul and again it's a Paul track um, which is You Won't See Me you won't see me. You won't see me. This yeah. one's just silly and fun. Silly? <laughs> Good. You won't see me. It's sassy. Then we leap forward again, uh, back to 1969 and the masterwork that is Abbey Road. And this time we're going to hear from the fourth member of the Beatles. <laughs> I'd like to be under the sea In an octopus's garden in the shade He'd let us in So hello to Richard Starkey, a.k.a. Ringo Starr, with um, one of only two songs that he wrote solely uh, by himself for the Beatles, which is, in this case, Octopus's Garden. Yay! You like Octopus's Garden? Yeah, it's fun! What about it in particular? Um, it's silly. I mean, bearing in mind... Um, go on. Um, Yellow Submarine, however, is basically the same type of thing. Well, we, 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 we might be coming to that but again it's later. Not, it's not as good. It's just part of my choice of Octopus's Garden, apart from the fact that I really do personally love Octopus's Garden, is um, I wanted some of the songs on here that were more child-friendly. I mean, bear in mind, you were eight when I made this. Yes. And so Octopus's Garden is in that category of songs that the Beatles did that could easily be suitable for kids. Yes. Um, even though, apparently... This is an interesting thing. Octopuses apparently do genuinely make gardens. They, they collect shells and things and they make little gardens. Yeah. So Octopus's Gardens are actually genuine things. Penny Lane Barber showing photographs of every head he's had the pleasure to know, and all the people that come and go stop and say hello. 
was, of course, a little snippet of um, Penny Lane. Yeah, I really like Penny Lane and story time. <laughs> I actually sung this at my grandparents' anniversary. You sang... Did you sing Penny Lane? Yeah. Nana and Gramps' anniversary. So my, my parents, his, his grandparents, were uh, married in 1967. And I always thought it was criminal that being married in 1967, they never had a copy of Sergeant Pepper in the house for me to live, uh, listen to as I was growing up. Joel's had a fun story about Penny Lane, so here's mine. When Joel was uh, in his mum's womb, uh, there were two songs that I used to sing to him in the womb, one of which was um, Not Dream a Little Dream of Me. But the second one, which started singing because I got bored of singing Dream a Little Dream of Me, was Penny Lane. So in theory, Joel has known and hopefully liked Penny Lane since before he was born. I remember thrashing around in the No, world. you no, don't. We stay in 1967 for the next track, which was um, When I'm 64. When I'm 64. Again, possibly quite a family, child-friendly kind of song. This was one of my choices to sing at um, Nana and Grams' anniversary. It was only a choice, though. I didn't actually choose to sing it. The only thing is, McCartney wrote this in 1958. Right. Okay. Um, that means that he's been writing, publishing songs, some of which have been absolute genius and brilliance, including this, for 60 years. 60 years writing hits. What a genius. It's now time again. Uh, we're on track nine, and it's from the Help album. It's time to say hello again to John Lennon, and this time... It's You've Got to Hide Your Love Away. Hey, you've got to hide your love away. Hey, you've got to hide your love away. How can I even... I don't particularly like this one. You it's... don't like You've I Got to Hide Your Love Away? bland. Bland? Yeah. Oh man. This is um, am I being sad? This this is Lennon aping Bob Dylan. I have gigged this song. And I Oh, it's a fantastic song and you don't like it. No. Oh. Please don't there be please don't let there be too many haters. There won't be any haters, some people I know, well, there's a podcast I listen to where one of the things that uh, one of the presenters said is that he hates everything by the Beatles. So, what? I know. Okay. Um, Blackbird! Our, now, now we come to a controversial pick. So he says, our first selection from 68's The White Album. I like this one. And it is the much maligned Obla D, Obla Dark.
really suitable song for kids. Ding, so ding, that, ding, ding. And you Thumbs still up. like it. I like Obla Dee Obla Da. It's not my favourite Beatles song, but it's it's good. The funny thing is, Joel, yeah. all the other three Beatles didn't like Obla Dee Obla, Obla, Dee, Obla Da. Apart from? Apart from McCartney, who wrote it. Oh. McCartney insisted on in, being included. And you know what? He was right, because there's a band called Marmalade who covered Obla Dee Obla Da, and they got to number one in the UK singles chart with it. So... It was a good song as far as the record buying public were concerned. So that was our first 10 tracks. Um, our 11th one is an absolute gem from 1966's Revolver. Your day breaks, your mind aches. You find that all her words of kindness linger on when she no longer needs you. She wakes up, she makes up. She takes her time and doesn't feel she has to hurry. She no longer That was for no one. Um it's medium in my list. It's about middle of my list. <sighs> this is in my top hundred of all time. For no one is just I like the next one. Fab. The next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Mr. John Lennon. And this time, featuring a little bit of Yoko, it's the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. Hey, Bungalow Bill, what, what did, did you kill? kill? Bungalow Bill. It's quite good to sing this in like hey, a Mexican bungalow style. Bungalow Bill. Hey, Bungalow Bill. What did you kill? So again, from the White bungalow Album. Bungalow Bill. And you really like Bungalow Bill. Yeah, fun. Even though he went out tiger like hunting with Jabberwocky. an elephant. It's the Jabberwocky. The Jabberwocky? It's a bit like the Jabberwocky. A song about someone killing something. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's an interesting comparison because Lennon's lyrics were quite often influenced by the poetry of Edward Lear. Oh. And Edward Lear wrote the poem, The Jabberwocky. Cool. I think he'd probably been quite quite gratified by that comparison, you know. Cool. The next track is the most recorded track of all time. Yesterday All my troubles seem so far away Now it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, I believe in yesterday Suddenly I'm not half the man I used to be They named a film after it. Yeah. So what do you think of it? There's yesterday. nothing not to like about yesterday. Love was such an easy game to play. You're not supposed to sing it with a smile on your face, though, Joel. Why? Because it's a really sad, melancholy song. So? All my troubles seem so far. Now they're back. You're supposed to be miserable when you sing yesterday. Um, that brings us to a number one single from 1968, and that is Lady Madonna. It's a bit dirty. I can't remember. Is it because of the baby at her breast? Oh, yeah! Breasts aren't dirty, Joel. 
Big boobs. <laughs> I, I watched YouTube okay, that's just, that's who just, has big boobs. That's just pushed our podcast into PG territory. Thank you. <laughs> um, I watched a YouTuber who has big boobs. <laughs> or Ruth does. So and she makes me watch. We are officially on track 14. That is halfway through. There were 28 on this CD. You say you will love me If I have to go You'll be thinking of me Somehow I will know Someday when I'm lonely Wishing you weren't so far away Then I will remember Things we said today So, what can we say about track 15, Joel? This one... Are you going to insult this one? I've gigged this as well, I'm warning you. I like it, but not particularly much. Oh. I like it, but not much. It's a great track. It's um, another McCartney. You're going to see a trend, I think. I'm, I'm a Macca fan. Um, yeah. And this time from the Hard Day's Night album, which I find incredible. There were 13 tracks on that album, of which Lennon was responsible for writing the vast majority, 10 of them. But there were three tracks written by McCartney and this was one of them. And I think it's an absolute peach. Okay. We then come to um, another track that's actually in my top 15 of all time. There are places So, again, we're back with uh, John. Oh, my life, I love you more. Oh, it's a wonderful song. It's a recognisable one. I, can, I, I heard the first few bars just then, and I recognised it. Yeah. I, could, I could sing it, or sing what I thought were the words, because I'm not that good at remembering older song words. For me, um, this is... John Lennon's finest ever song, and that includes his solo career. So, I mean, I'm in you, everyone knows Imagine. I mean, you know, Imagine it, Joel. Yeah, this in my life is way better than Imagine, and I know a lot of people disagree with me on that and think Imagine is the best song ever, but it in my life is my by far my favorite, predominantly John written song. I think it's fantastic. We then come to um, another early Beatles track. Um, from with the Beatles, I used to sing this one to my daughter when she was in my That's wife's womb, yeah. and it's all my loving. Sister womb, sister womb song. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you tomorrow. I'll miss you. Remember, I'll always be true. So what do you think of it, Joel? Darling, I'll be true. Um, I like it. Yeah, it's a good rocker. Um, I've gigged this as well. It's old school, though. And I love, love, 
love the bass walk down on this, um, which I can play on bass. It's just a great rock and roll song. I'm looking forward to track 23 because I like that one. Well, we're nowhere near track 23 yet. We're um, not that far away. We're only five tracks. We're only on track 18. So we're only five tracks. So and track like 18, track 18 is another unusual pick for a compilation of the Beatles. But remember, he was eight. I was trying to ease him in gently through some slightly more kid-friendly ones. It's a counting song. One, two, two three, four. four. Can I have a little more? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I love you. All so, together now. All together now. All together now. All together now. All together now. So, yeah, from the Yellow Submarine soundtrack, um, which is without question their worst album, um, because there's only four Beatles songs on it. New ones, what? anyway. There's only that. four new Beatles songs on it. Half of it is the soundtrack of the film, which you've not seen. Mainly because I didn't want to completely disturb your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. worry, I've already... We, my brain has already been disturbed. With the blue meanies. Um, by... My brain has already been disturbed by, by YouTube. Moving through and to track 19, again from the White Album... Um, I always feel that this track is almost like the uh, the brother to the continuing story of Bungalow Bill, and it's this. A rocky raccoon checked into his room only to find Gideon's Bible. A rocky had come equipped with a gun to shoot off the legs of. I like this one. It's silly. It's and silly. evil. Well, he is shot. And evil. <laughs> it's all about someone leaving. Revolvers. But it does mention Gideon's Bible. Yeah. So it's not completely evil. So yeah, you like Rocky Raccoon. Yeah. You say Rocky Raccoon's evil, but we're going to a song that is actually evil. And in many Beatles fans, that's how they describe it because they really dislike it. But remember... He was eight, it's more kid friendly. And this one's about a murderer. Bang, bang, that's well sealed. Again, the other Beatles hated this and Lennon refused to play on it, but it made it onto Abbey Road. It's most people's least favourite track on Abbey Road, but I really like Maxwell Silverhammer. Yay. Um, and I, I auditioned for a part in a play with it at Stagecoach. Oh yeah, you tried to get a part by singing it, didn't you? And I actually got a decent part. Yeah. It wasn't amazing. But... Bang, bang. Next track is... She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, 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 yeah. Two minutes of perfection as far as pop music is concerned. For over a decade, the best-selling single in the UK. 
She loves you. Wow. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. You can't fault she loves you. Well, I can. Can you? Tiny bit repetitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A a lot of songs you can't (laughs) listen to too many times over and over. This now moves us on to the last number one single in their incredible record-breaking run from... Uh, from me to you, all the way through to this double A side, which was Eleanor Rigby and Yellow Submarine. We all live in a yellow submarine, yellow submarine, yellow submarine. We all live in a yellow submarine, yellow submarine, yellow submarine. And our friends are all aboard. Yeah, I like this one. We all live in the yellow submarine. But I don't like this one as much as a lot of the other ones. It's middling. The funny thing is, like yellow, yellow Submarine yeah, it's, it's got faults. is probably my least favourite song on this entire compilation. I don't really like it. It's probably like my But I knew fourth, you probably favorite. would. It's probably like my fourth or, fourth or fifth fa- least favourite. So we are getting towards the end... Um, but we now come to a song that has one of the greatest uh, riffs ever that kicks off the song. It's known as an ostinato. I learned that at school it. because of this song. Let me do it. You can do it. Day Tripper. <laughs> great song um yeah there's not much you can say when the songs are as high quality as some of the ones that are on here um the next one is um again number one hit single as at this point here um i was probably putting in a few of the well-known hits along with their album tracks to kind of keep you interested and hooked and so um day trooper was one of the first rock songs i actually properly liked for a long time and it probably introduced me to um stuff like teenagers um, oh. <laughs> which yeah which you, you be... will not let me have a dit for my chemical romance even though i'm 12 and you can cut out the swears like you did on the another one that will happen in in the near future well not near future <sighs> long future but you cut out the swears on that one. Why I, can't you do it for My Chemical Romance? Do you want to know why? I like that one. What, the reason why is I couldn't do you a CD, Daddy's Introduction to... Without of my chemical my mum. <laughs> of My Chemical Romance. Why? Because I don't think there's enough to warrant pulling together an entire CD. The, the, okay. al- the album, Welcome to the Black Parade, is brilliant. Yay! But the other albums... Are not as good by any stretch. Just so, put on loads of Black Parade then. What? Put the Black Parade on twelve times. <laughs> no, loads of the, the album. See, you could just go to a charity shop and buy a copy of the Black Parade. You won't let me though, because it swears. Well, you're twelve. I can't really stop you. Um, this yeah, moves us on to um, one of their biggest-selling singles. It spent seven weeks at number one.
Hello, goodbye. Okay. Um, now that we just listened to that, I remember what I think about this song. Mm-hmm. And even though what I'm going to compare it to comes way after... What are you going to do? <laughs> I find this song like a budget version of what? Romeo and Juliet songs. <laughs> a budget version of Romeo and Juliet? I don't like Romeo and Juliet. And that's worse. There are no words, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> No haters, please. No haters. I I am astonished. Um, I couldn't be more astonished if I had more than the requisite seven. Please, no haters. To actually no haters. think about why you'd hate Hello Goodbye. I need more than seven 24-hour periods to please, think about no that. Please, no haters. There's a reason for that. Guess you know it's true Hope you need my love, babe Just like I need you Hold me, love me Hold me, love me Ain't got nothing but love, babe Eight days a week Love you every... Um, I like this one. It's not the best, obviously. Obviously. The, the best is Blackbird. Oh, yeah, for, you have Blackbird Many, forever. many times. So, yeah, eight days a week. Um, wasn't a single in this country. It was a huge hit in America, but it's off the Beatles for Sale album. It's the sole representation of Beatles for Sale on here, which is the album after Yellow Submarine that I don't particularly like very much. Uh, I find it a bit pedestrian. Uh, I'll probably get hate for that. Anti-penultimate song. Would you like to give me your mitt, Joel? You know why I want that. You want, you want, you want, I want, go on then. I want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. <laughs> yeah, the song that broke them in America. And gave them, and you sang to me whenever you wanted me to hold your hand. Yeah. I don't think there's a dad alive who, if they're a Beatles fan, hasn't sung this when they wanted their kids to hold their hands on the street. Particularly when it got to crossing the road, you know. I, I want to hold your hand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time I just slap. <laughs> For the penultimate track, we um, jump forward from that one to Rubber I'm Soul again. You. Yep. Where have you gone? I'm still here. I <laughs> <laughs> think I'm inv- Treats me like I'm invisible. He does this when he's watching Minecraft videos or... No. Or, or Pokemon pack openings. Or awful Pokemon nonsense. Yeah, I'm looking through you. It's a bit like the cousin of um, the other track from Rubber Soul, uh, You Won't See Me. They're very, very similar. And they were both written about McCartney's relationship with Jane Asher at the time. I prefer I'm looking through you. Um, I still don't love it. I think I prefer I'm looking I through you over the two. And I like the next one. And the final one. Finally, we come to what was the last... Beatles single released whilst they were still nominally at least together as a band and when the night is cloudy there is still a light that shines on me shine until tomorrow let it be I wake 
So yeah, let it be. Um, this is the <laughs> single version in this case, um, as mixed by George Martin, Speaking rather than. Words of wisdom, let it be. So mixed by George Martin, rather than the uh, the mangler of music that was um, Phil Spector, who mixed the album version and basically put reverb on everything. Let it be is again, it's another perfect song. Yeah, it's a good one. It's absolutely brilliant. Not I as love good playing as this on piano because it's Blackbird. So that actually concludes our run-through on our first um, Daddy's Introduction to CD here on Generation Mix. We have our regular slot to contend with now, and that is Joel's Revenge. Okay, so the first song I have chosen for this Joel's Revenge part of the podcast is... Um, Ed Sheeran and Khalid's Beautiful People from Ed Sheeran's new album, Number Six Collaboration Project. I, I quite like Ed Sheeran. I, 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 there's some of his music that I think is very good. Um, the one about his grandmother, the Nancy Mulligan song, Nancy is Mulligan really good. I think that's a really, really good song. And Castle, uh, Castle on the Hill is, is also a very good song, which in the covers band, I mean, I think we do a better job of. Um, no! But there are some Ed Sheeran pieces that I think are either bland or not very good. And unfortunately, I wasn't impressed with that one. That's the first time I've heard that song. Um, the chorus is all right. I think actually if there was a little bit more instrumentation on it, I might warm to it. But it was very minimalist, I think is a good way to say it. Rather than just the synth. I've got no problem with multiple synths, as we will find out when we get to... CD number four in the collection because it is all synth. It's that I don't. It it, it needs more than electronic. It's not even that. It's it's there's there's no. It doesn't feel like there's any musical color in the background to that. It's just the synth chords going on the background and uh, mm, not particularly tuneful song. I'm sorry. Well, the next song, Ed Sheeran song that will be in a while now. We've just done one. Might be better. Um, has 
a lot more background. I mean, Ed, Ed Sheeran comes in for a lot of stick, and I actually think he's not at all bad. I think he's pretty decent. Apart from stuff like Shape of You, which you hate. Well, no, I don't. I think Shape of You is not a bad song. I just don't particularly like the sentiment behind it. Yeah, I like. It's sh- about. I like the backing of Shaping, Shape of You and the riffs in it, but I don't like the words. Yeah, um, and he's written better songs, and he's certainly written better songs than that. Um, so I wasn't hugely impressed, Joel, but I didn't hate it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it. But if it was on the radio, um, I probably wouldn't deliberately switch the channels to avoid listening to it. Yes. How's that? Okay, that makes sense. Um, oh, I mean, in also- terms of revenge, that wasn't too bad, given the fact that the previous twenty-eight things we discussed were all fantastic Beatles songs, even the ones that aren't great are, good, are great. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's been our run through the very first Daddy's introduction to CD. The Mighty Beatles, along with Joel's first ever revenge. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We will be back next time um, with a, another CD from a completely different artist. And we'll just give you a little bit of a taster um, before we go. Thank you very much for listening. Tell people about us as we try and get more listeners to this podcast and hear our inane ramblings. Yay. So this is Generation Mix. Signing off. Bye!